it's it's been a minute <laughs> since I've done a podcast episode. Kind of stepped away for a while to do a little bit of self-care, but you know, I'm glad that I did, especially during a time like now where I feel like times are uncertain. It's hard for a lot of people and there's a lot of things that we aren't sure about going forward. So I'm happy to grace y'all with a new podcast episode. I actually have a repeat guest back in the studio. I'm not going to tell you who. I'm just going to let you enjoy the episode. But to everybody out there, um, during this time that's incredibly stressful for a lot of people, you know, take some time for you, even if that's just sitting on the couch and watching Netflix, because I feel like we live in this society where people feel like they have to be super productive um, in the sense of doing things. Sometimes relaxing and taking a breath and taking time for you is the most productive that you can be because it's what you need. And time is something that we normally don't have a lot of and now we have more of it than we probably want. Um, but there are different ways to utilize it that work for different people. So I encourage you to explore what works for you and what makes you comfortable. And I hope you enjoy. And with me today, I have the magnanimous, the wonderful, the Veronica Williams. <laughs> oh, bullshit. <laughs> it's not bullshit. I'm trying to give you a good intro. <laughs> Pat <laughs> Veronica Wilson, <laughs> aka DJV. It's nice to have you back, though. Thank you for having me back, Kayla. I appreciate this. It's it's pretty cool. I like I was on one last time. I'm like, how did I even have? How did this even happen? And now we're here twice. And I'm like, wow, I'm on here twice. It That's feels awesome. like that was forever ago, and it hasn't really been that long. It's been what over a year. It's a little, been over a, a year. A, yeah. yeah, like a year and a half. It's been a while. But I I do have to say it's. Out Jack's radio studios, which uh, is which is what it's now, which is what <laughs> is now. It, before it was Out Jack's radio, and now you've expanded it to Out Jack's radio studio. You've you've grown it leaps and bounds. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not not alone, but yes, it has grown leaps <laughs> and bounds. But no, it's has it been like a whirlwind? Like, what is when you look back at where you started? Like when you did your first live show, compared to now, like. Is it a stark contrast in your mind? Or are you still processing it? No, I mean it's it's an amazing contrast from where it was. Um, if I go back a year ago, um, I was hanging out, just kind of doing stuff in my back bedroom, and you know, uh, just doing a Friday night show, and not really even thinking about that much. We had a year ago, and maybe like plus or minus a, a month or so. We went live with uh, 24-7 radio, mm -hmm. and then, like, eight months before that was just when I was doing, like, just Friday nights, and it was, so I'm thinking, like, a year and a half ago, yeah, it's been a year and a half ago we started, and we started doing, or I started doing this as a, a Friday night thing, and then it turned into a Friday night thing with a 24-hour station, and then it turned into a 24-hour station with a, fri with a Friday night thing. <laughs> And a, what soon became a Sunday morning thing. Um, and then I'm like, well, we're doing video. We're doing audio. This is not a this is not a, a radio station anymore. So now, you know, it became Al Jack's Radio Studios. But that was always kind of the intent. The big catalyst behind where we are now was um, the building. We got a building uh, in... 
Springfield. Yeah, well, we got a building in Springfield. Yeah, but I'm thinking we got a building in October of last year. And that really opened up like the world. We have a building. We have a studio. That's we, a big deal. We film downstairs. We record audio downstairs. We have stages. We have lights. We have like everything. It's just, it's pretty stupid. I remember, <laughs> I remember having a conversation with you where you were like, it'd be really cool if I had a big space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we found it. But that's awesome though. I mean, it's. To me, that's that's what you want. You want things to kind of grow and organically kind of meld into their own. Has Do you feel like the Outjacks mission statement has changed from where it started compared to where it is now? No, I think that we as a studio, and I, and I say we because I have several people that help me with this. Um, this is not a, a singular effort, it ha- and it hasn't been for a very long time. Um, I think we as a studio really have... Instead of starting out with a mission and, and, you know, confining ourselves to a mission, the mission was very big to begin with. Mm-hmm. And we have slowly but surely grown into that mission. So I think the mission is still the same. The mission is still to be, um, you know, the mission and the vision are still to be number one in LGBT music, entertainments and events, um, in news, entertainments and events in uh, Northeast Florida, South Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um and the the way that we described Outjacks Radio and the way that uh, we continue to describe it, or the way I described it and the way we continue to describe it, is that it is very much a community member. It's not an organ. It's not an organization that you would do business with. Mm-hmm. It's an organization that you would sit down and have a drink with. That's that's what Outjacks Radio is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a business. It's very much supposed to be a uh, a body of a person. You know that hangs out with the rest of the community. That's neat because it's uh, when you look at a lot of different other radio stations or media studios or groups out there. Sometimes it's kind of hard to find that happy medium between like this business conglomerate mm-hmm. and then like this laid back casual place that is very much so very neutral in the yeah. community. So let me ask you: With that being mm-hmm. said, do you do you feel like that's what kind of sets you apart when you think about some of the other? local media studios or what exactly kind of sets out jacks apart i'd say that we don't know yet I'd, I'd say that we really we really have been growing like i said we've really been growing and we've been growing at leaps and bounds especially with where we are right now with um you know being a being a studio in the world of, of covid19 mm-hmm. um which has given us a lot of opportunities to help a lot of people um but i don't necessarily know i i kind of personally i have some ideas we constantly explore this subject um i think uh where we are we are highly adaptable um we are very uh i want to say fleet-footed but i I don't we're very nimble is what we are um as a studio and that's really i think that's really what sets us apart but again that adaptability and that that being nimble really goes back to the the heart and soul of the individuals that that power Al Jack's radio, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of like, okay, so uh, the government shut everything down, all the venues are down. What do we do now? Okay, well, let's start doing, um, yeah, oh yeah, let's start doing uh, live broadcasts for like everybody who got out of their venues. When do we want to do this? Well, how about we start tomorrow night? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> like, though. You jumped on it pretty much 
immediately. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. We all, like, we got together. We said, what do we do? What do we do? And the idea was thrown out. Well, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's put all the people that lost their venue online. You know, let's go ahead and let's put them and, and have them broadcast out. Um, and everybody, we all got together and we immediately made that decision and pushed ahead. And lo and behold, the next night we had our first, uh, we did a, like a wine chat the first night. And then the night after that, we did a variety show, which we'd never done before. And that was, uh, that was, that's what we've been doing. And that's what we, that's kind of how this, how we have grown into our mission and our vision. And that's how we will move going forward. That's that's kind of our, our core capability is saying, let's do this. Okay, when do we want to do this? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, since you're talking about the community, it kind of brings me back to the first time we spoke. Mm-hmm. First time we spoke um, towards like the middle to latter part of the conversation. We started talking a little bit about um, some of, I don't want to say difficulties, but like some mm-hmm. of the slight obstacles that you had with kind of branching out and um getting that support from parts of the jacksonville community Mm -hmm. without jacks and you kind of stretching out into other areas outside of jacksonville so let me ask you you immediately after the covid the covid Mm -hmm. situation started and there were venue closures you provided a virtual platform for artists and performers who lost those venues that yeah. they would typically perform in. So since that's happened, do you feel like the community has kind of rallied around Outjacks Radio Studios a bit more? Do you feel like some of those obstacles that you had before are kind of, um, what's the word, condensing a little bit? I feel that they're, no, well, all right, so there's there's two ways to look at this. Okay. There is, um, there is an external perspective. Okay. So I, I would say that the audience from outside looking into Outjax Radio mm-hmm. is is just starting to really learn about Outjax Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, what can it do? What is it? What is this thing that I hear about? Jacksonville has always been um, a prove it to me community. We've always been a prove it community. Oh, you think you're badass? Well, you know, prove it to me because otherwise I got like a million other badass things to do and, you know, thanks for no thanks. I mean, it's kind of um, fair when you look at it from that way. Yeah, and and so Jacksonville has really has has been like that since, you know, since as long as I can remember. But here's the other piece that, and and that that continues. That will always be a challenge. Um, and that's the other piece of this is looking at it from the inside out. So as somebody inside out Jacks Radio or out Jacks Radio Studios now, looking outside, and what. Can what do I prove to myself? I still have a lot of stuff to prove to myself. What do you have to prove to yourself? I still have to prove to myself that it's possible. I still have to prove to myself that the things that we're doing work and that they're effective. I still have to prove to myself that what I'm doing or what I need to do is is valid and um, and being productive. That, and that's just kind of so it's it's like take marketing for example mm-hmm. we as aljax radio really haven't marketed mm-hmm. you know we we think we've marketed we want to say that we've done some marketing sure we've thrown you know i've, I've thrown stuff out of pride parades mm-hmm. and and you know i've i've bought advertisements and all of that stuff that's not shit 
It's really <laughs> marketing is so multifaceted. It's right. it's a lot harder than people think it is. Exactly. But that's why, like, I didn't have the belief in myself that I personally, as Aljax, as a, as a member of Aljax Radio, I didn't believe that I could effectively market to Jacksonville. And now I think that I can. What changed? Um, well, a couple things. Um, <laughs> I have a team that believes in me. That that's that's always a helpful thing. Um, I have a little bit. More, I've seen it work. I have. Uh, it's kind of like you know when you when you see something like I have a dog over there. I love my dog Sarah. She she for eight years has never chewed on a rawhide bone in her life. But I have another dog living in the house right now that knows how to chew a raw, rawhide bone. And Sarah looked at the first one, and all of a sudden she knows that she can chew it. So after eight years, she learned how to chew a rawhide bone, something you would think a dog would be you know, instinctually, <laughs> uh, instinctually able to do. Well, I'm kind of like my dog Sarah. You know, for, for this time, I have not known what I was capable of or what Aljax was capable of. And now I do, and that's a dangerous thing. So, again, when you're talking about what's changed, I would say that the market in Jacksonville has not changed. But I would say that the the internal belief has very much grown to a point that it is starting to become self-sustaining. And that is a huge, uh, a huge key component of what's going to take us into... Um, into the future. I, for example, I have given myself a goal. I'm not going to tell you what the goal is on this particular program, but I've given myself a particular goal to seek funding for 2021. I would have never even have fathomed that idea three months ago. I wouldn't even thought about it. Now I'm like, okay, let's go get something. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell that that you're really emboldened by it and that it's like it's it's something that's wildly important to you now outside of like we can we can use out jacks as part of that but obviously like Mm -hmm. you are you have a confidence in it you're kind of running full speed ahead and you have a whole team working with you how have you changed from a personal standpoint i'm trying to think about how to say this without rambling on for another 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) you can you can say it in Whatever way you need to. I have, I have, I have been challenged several different ways. Um, I have been challenged as a, a, a from a leadership position. Um, I've been challenged to be able to guide volunteers that basically you know, are giving me their time simply out of the goodness of their heart. Um, that is, that's a huge challenge that has has changed me significantly because it has given me the faith to be able to carry forward. Um, I, I would say that the faith in this whole thing is, is personally what I've started to get a hold of. Um, I'd also, I feel so slack for saying this, but I reached a point in my professional career where I'm just, I've done what I'm doing now for so long. I'm just like, ho hum. Mm-hmm. But with Outjacks Radio, I'm doing things that I've never done before or things that are dredging up old skills that I haven't used in many, many years. Um, and so in that regard, um, I'm massively changing because, whoa, wait a minute, you know, instead of hanging back and letting somebody else deal with stuff, now I'm the one people are coming to. I'm on the ropes for this thing and um, I got to get my shit together. 
<laughs> that's kind of <laughs> it's like that's kind of the change that's happening. I mean, it seems like you're doing really well. You went it went from being just radio. Uh-huh. Now you have a Sunday morning show. In the span of a couple of weeks, you've put on a virtual open mic. Yep. A mix of musical and drag shows. Uh-huh. So you've got quite a bit going on. What's your and they so worked. And they worked. I could not believe that they worked. It could people actually paid the artists money to do that. And that was like you you want to talk about like one of those things that instills faith. That's that's what those things that instill faith. It's seeing that actually work and work well. That was uh, was a big game changer for me. It's inspiring, though. I feel like a lot of people are really scared right now. You have morale that's kind of down because people are out of work. People don't know how they're going to pay their bills. So, like, being able to watch a show and, you know, there's the quality is there. Mm-hmm. You have a really diverse, really dynamic group of performers that are very talented. And people are actually taking what you're doing very seriously and donating to them. That... That has a, a big reach, even outside of just the artists and the performers that are getting contributions. Mm-hmm. has a reach for like the people watching, the other performers who maybe didn't participate in it, but it kind of put a little bit of fuel and let them know, hey, I have talent. I might be able to do something with this, even in yeah. lieu of this situation. That's a big deal. I, th- I think that that is a big deal. Um, again, like everybody, everybody in this uh, in this COVID nineteen world, everybody is trying to figure out like where they are. This this whole thing is making everybody pause their lives. And what do people do when they pause their lives? They sit down and think, and they're like, "What am I doing with my life? What am I, you know, what am I doing? What am I capable of? What are the things I've not done so well in the past? What things would I want to change?" It's it's kind of like if you could take. Uh, that transition period between uh, December 31st and January 1st and extend it by like 60 days <laughs> and say, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Everybody's just kind of wandering around asking themselves that very question. Um, I feel like I have the answer now. <laughs> I've been buying to my house. <laughs> it, uh, but you know, I think we're all, we're all kind of doing that, you know, in, in, yeah, because I don't know what I was going to say next. I completely lost my train of thought <laughs> it's on okay. this. <laughs> no, it's, you, you answered the question, though. How does a radio station in a studio adapt to COVID-19? Like, how do you do that? How, how do you um, get the confidence to keep going? And how do you get the performers and the other people that you work with excited about working with you during this situation? <laughs> you looked him right in the eye and say... Where the hell else are you going to go? <laughs> That's <laughs> no, fair. No. no, it's, um, again, it goes back to, it, it goes back to the way that we explain Al Jax to the, kind of, to the world. Um, you know, Al Jax wants to be a member of the community. We don't want to be a business. We want to be that other person drinking across the table, enjoying dinner with you. Um, and how best to do that than to treat everybody like, you know, they're our friends. And what would a friend do? A friend would say, Oh crap! You're in a bad spot. Let me let me try to help. What can I do to help you? Let's and let's let's you know get down and do it. And that's that's what we did. That's exactly what what we tried to do. I think that and that's I think that's one of the things that this community is is starting to understand. When I say this community, I'm specific, specifically talking about the the local Jacksonville area. I think that's what they're starting to wake up and realize. Um, and not only that, not only that, but now that they're seeing, oh wait, this you know this. 
this person in the community or this you know this this outjacked person in the community is is willing to help oh and guess what they're really good at what they do <laughs> you know and and that's that's the that's the prove it to me kind of side where they're saying oh shit you know these people are out there they want to help us they're really good at what they do they're putting this together and it's working um yeah that's what we're doing that's cool though. You're bridging gaps too, because I mean, if mm-hmm. you if you build faith in what you do, you work with a multitude of people. It becomes a situation where it's very symbiotic mm-hmm. with what you do and with what the community does. But I will say, like I've seen what you've seen too, like inside of Jacksonville and outside of it, where humans are being cooler humans and are mm-hmm. helping and are taking time to like spotlight the good things that are happening in the yeah. midst of everything. And that's that's exciting. It makes me feel a little bit better about everything going on. I'll tell you one other thing that that, that is that has changed is that I've always felt for a long time like I was catching up. Mm-hmm. You know, and whatever I did, oh, I've got to catch up. I've got to, you know, get to where everybody else is or do something, you know, it's like, oh, I can, you know, I want to be a DJ. Oh, I'm not the best DJ in the world. I've got to catch up to be even like the the worst at being mediocre, and um and now Altex Radio, especially with being able to perform in this unfortunate circumstance that we're in, um but being able to be a, a positive uh, a positive help to individual has made me realize that we are actually a little uh, we are above average on our game. In fact, we are we are kind of. If I look around and I see some of the other work that's going on in groups that know who we are, I kind of see we are setting the trend for what other people are doing. And that is something that I've never, ever had happen to me. I have never had something that we're doing set the trend for what other people are doing. That's a hell of a compliment, though, <laughs> when you think about <laughs> it. <laughs> because you, you're on your game enough to where people take notice of that. And honestly, like in a philosophical kind of way you might mm-hmm. help people become better at what they do and make it a situation where the quality of media that's produced is mm-hmm. just better all around and that's kind of cool i kind of imagine everyone on your show is like wow she's such a bitch <laughs> she's like <laughs> no, i'm doing not. it so better than you are <laughs> you gotta pay but attention think, like, but it's i've never i've never been in a position where i could i could lead and, and this is from a, a competition standpoint i've never been in the position where i felt like i was uh you know uh, a point person I've never been in that position and now i see stuff that we're doing as a studio um i see things being copied or mimicked like one two weeks after we've done it somebody else is like oh we need to do that and then they do it and somebody else and then it kind of goes down and so everybody takes the level up um <clears throat> would i feel bad if we stay in this position hell no I mean, um, it's, it's good for you but i don't i don't think you're being a bitch or anything no, it, you're just like, it's good to know your worth like it's good to walk into your studio i'm sure and set everything up for whatever show mm-hmm. that you're about to do and know i've got my audio i've got my video this show that I'm about to put on is going to be a damn good show. Yeah. And like, that's a good feeling. And that's the feeling that you want to have. Right. Whenever you're giving <clears throat> the public anything to consume from a media standpoint, I do have a question for you, hmm. like regarding media, because it shifted a lot and now you have shows and other things that you do. Mm-hmm. What direction do you think media is taking in terms of how people consume it, how they view it compared to how it was several years ago? 
Oh, that's a million dollar question. And if I had the answer to that one, it would be so much further ahead in this game. Um, and but especially like right now with with the fact everybody is doing online streaming mm-hmm. and that there's a there's a massive, I'll call it a massive free market mm-hmm. that has been opened up to anybody with an internet connection. Um, I don't know quite where this is going to end up. I I feel like we're on. I feel like everybody's taking kind of a, a pause in this one to do these online things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And you asked me for a media, and and obviously our media is is online. Um, so I don't know when it's gonna. I don't know what it's gonna look like coming out of the gate. I know that I want to be ahead of the pack, but I don't know what it's gonna look like coming out of the gate. Um, are people going to continue to push really strong on media content, um, especially uh, media content that's not um, monetized mm-hmm. in a typical way? You know, are we going to do that? Are we not going to do that? Are we going to go back to you know are all these all of these studios or all these uh, live venues going to go back and go back to their live venue model? Um, I don't know how that's going to happen. So you know, if, if you figure this out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> something that, that i find interesting because i mean i agree with you i am wondering how that's going to translate when everything with covid kind of comes mm-hmm. to a close because i feel like for instance like youtubers or mm-hmm. people who are insta famous if you will yeah and they are always kind of on those platforms to mm-hmm. do whatever talent they have or to just vlog and kind of talk about their life mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't take them seriously until covid started and suddenly everybody started streaming Mm -hmm. and they realized that it is an art. It takes production to get your lighting, to get your audio working. Like people realize that it's not just if you want quality, if you want Mm -hmm. content that stands out, it's not just about sitting in front of a camera and just doing whatever. That's right. Um, So it it is an art form. Do you think, do you, do you feel like people are kind of realizing that you feel like people are kind of, more likely to broadcast the skills that they have online versus in live venues since they can reach more people i don't think people know i I definitely don't think people have made up their minds um just from a just from a general market standpoint it's and that's where i'm trying to that's where i'm trying to formulate a guess i don't think people have made up their minds about this whole like online presentation or online stuff um uh, like how do you do an online concert is there going to be uh you know is there going to be a um you know is it going to be monetarily worth it to put on something that has a higher production value than oh shit let's just do something tomorrow night and get it done um you know or or are we going to see uh we're going to see venues expanding or trying to expand their audience so, uh, like a little black box theater that may sit uh you know 60 people tops you know, is that little black box theater now going to go look for, you know, ways to expand because that's what they're doing right now to try to get revenue? Mm-hmm. Um, well, if the little black box theater is successful in doing it, why not? Um, but everybody is everybody is into into the here and now. So when COVID is over, is the here where is that here and now going to be? And and that's the big question. Are they going to are they going to take advantage or are they going to go back to their old models? We'll have to wait and see it's gonna be interesting i i feel like um i feel like things are gonna be more different than we think like i 
somebody said something on Facebook and it kind of resonated mm-hmm. with me and I didn't expect it to. Somebody mm. posted um, some sort of status basically saying, we don't want to go back to normal. We want some sense of normalcy, but normal wasn't working. Do you do you agree with that? How do you feel about that? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, that's such when you say normal, that's like. It's such, it's such like, a loaded phrase. Oxygen wasn't working, but <laughs> we have to breathe it anyway. I mean, it's it's like, um, I don't know. And so let's we have to box this. We have to we have to bracket this into something. I, I well, I'll tell you what I thought of uh-huh. when when I read it. Oxygen's definitely important. Yes, <laughs> I was thinking more along the terms of like us being nicer or there not being as much litter on the ground or I don't know take out beer or just like some of the cool aspects that have come from this or people being able to create or oh you mean like wow before COVID people were real assholes <laughs> and now, <laughs> or people and like, now are everybody everybody is a little bit nicer and like there's a mix of people who are <laughs> complaining about their kids or complaining about their mm-hmm. spouses, but I'm like, oh, you actually are spending time with the people oh, yeah, that you little, care about. Hold now. on, let me say something about this. Okay. All those mothers out there who are <laughs> like, those school teachers are so bad and all this stuff, and they don't teach my kids anything. Now they get to deal with their kids. <laughs> right. Like, you better fucking go back and like and, and send your teacher like presents and shit. If, if I was a teacher, I would school. just I would fill the shit out of that supply list next year. I would. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I take care of your kid. You want your kid back? You want your kid back? I'll cough on him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the moms are gonna be like, oh no 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 no. But um, no. To answer your question, absolutely, I think that we are gonna go back to go back to the way that we were. I don't think this is going to... I wouldn't be surprised. It's not going to last. It's never last. It, it kind of brings us together. Maybe it's it's like a... I'll, I'll, I will say this. Maybe it's like a piece of elastic. You know, you, you stretch a piece of elastic enough mm-hmm. and eventually that piece of elastic gets stronger. Or excuse me, not stronger. It gets longer. Mm-hmm. Like you, you sit there and you stretch on a rubber band. That rubber band is going to eventually stretch out. Yeah. But if you just stretch that rubber band and let it snap it's back... Like, yeah. It's going to be the same it was before. That's true. So I think it's going to be a little bit of, we're going to stretch it for a little bit and it's going to snap back, but it might be a little bit, uh, it might be a, just a little bit nicer than it was before. Nicer is good though. Let me ask you, what do you miss the most? Toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it makes Mexican restaurants. Jesus, I miss toilet paper. <laughs> you miss toilet paper. You're like, I'm it. Emma, tell me about toilet paper again. <laughs> <laughs> well, dear, it was this white stuff and it was really fluffy. <laughs> you mean it's not like the sand we use now? I don't know. I'm just making that shit up. <laughs> Apparently, the um, Target over by Memorial has some toilet paper. No, I need you to react to <laughs> that question because I totally abused it. <laughs> Honestly, I... I miss the, I miss being ignorant. <laughs> I really miss being <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> that's that's probably the that's probably the down and dirty thing. You know, like I was thinking about in in ignorance is sometimes ignorance is bliss and sometimes ignorance is not. And in this case, like I really enjoyed not having to think about 
I'm going to go to the gas station. Other people are going to the gas station. Am I going to get sick because I went to a gas station? Can I go inside? Like, I, I was going to go and I was I was doing a show the other day and I really wanted Red Bull. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, let me swing by the gate station and pick up some. Oh, wait a minute. I can't stop by the gate station because there's all sorts of people going to be up in the gate station. I don't want to go in there. Crap. Well, I guess I'm not going to have Red Bull. <laughs> and then I'll be like, uh, Amazon, can you uh, can you order me some Red Bull, please? <laughs> but that that's, you know, when I say ignorance, I mean, I, I would have never thought twice about going into it. But now I'm like, um, you know, I, I have to think twice about everything that I do now. Do I go inside to get that pizza or do I have that pizza delivered? Do I go in? Can I go inside to get gasoline or do I just pay the pump? Um, those are the things that I, I will like to have returned to normal. That's fair, though. I've every time I go places, I'm like, I shouldn't breathe in air when I'm walking past somebody. I know, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly like on Harlem Nights. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I I feel like people are nicer. I was taking my dog for a walk, and Mm -hmm. I feel like people who normally wouldn't be as friendly were like overly waving because they're like, oh, it's a human. I want to talk to them because I haven't (laughs) seen my friends in forever. But I feel like people are friendlier. Or like when I went to go get pizza the other day, Mm -hmm. the family that clearly has all their pizzas in the back, they just want to be outside. Oh yeah, they were were tailgating in the parking lot (laughs) of the pizza place. Kind of sitting there. But I I (laughs) the the police officers walking in. I'm sorry, you can't congregate here. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Even when I open the door wife was like you're not six feet apart from her leave her alone oh so bad but yeah that's i mean that's that's the stuff that i miss but that's the stuff that will come back yeah i think so too Mm -hmm. i mean what what is your intent after um covet is over as far as out jack's radio studios is um, concerned so we have built up a lot of momentum at Outjack Studio. Mm-hmm. A lot of momentum. There, are, we we have grown by leaps and bounds. We have done things in the last two weeks that honestly I hadn't planned out two to three months from now. So we went in in two weeks. We did what I was waiting to do in two months to plan out. Um, we've gotten you know so much more serious about what we do. We've gotten so much more organized about what we do. My intention when this starts to um, die down, regress, mm-hmm. um, is to come out of the gate running as fast as possible. It's it's out Jacks as a studio. We're here to stay. We're going to continue. Um, we have the right people. It is the right time. We have all the capabilities to be a strong studio coming out of the gate. And that's fully where I intend to have it be and have it get stronger and stronger and stronger. We have the momentum now, even with the pause that we've done, because the governor has closed uh, everything in Florida. <laughs> um, but that is a boulder that is not going to stop rolling, and we are gonna, we're going to go fast. I'm, I'm excited for you, though, because I feel like from, from what Aljax Radio Studios is, especially being like, an LGBT plus radio station studio. Oh yeah, that's right. We are LGBT. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, like even even from like an ally standpoint, where you have very varied content, so it's a mm-hmm. mix of different type of content for every type of person, whether you're inside the community or outside of it. But I think it's it's really nice to see that because there's a shortage of LGBT plus friendly radio stations and studios in the general North Florida area. 
Hmm. So like how tried the United States. Yeah, the United States too. There's like there's a couple scattered ones. I think there's like one or two on Sirius XM and then a couple in like big cities, but they don't really focus on external content. Like you have mm-hmm. Morning Sushi, which is your Sunday morning show. Yep. Everybody should go watch. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yes. But no, like that's um that's really neat. And I think it kind of it creates a conduit for people to kind of expand and branch out and do more well i think that's you know you bring this up so i'll i'll say that the the lgbt element of it so lgbtq plus actually um element of it is it's it's a very difficult thing to sell Mm -hmm. um so many for so many years it was oh you want to uh market to lgbt people all you got to do is hang a rainbow outside your shop and people will come you know people will come running in droves and that worked up until about five years ago when everybody was like, oh, well, this whole gay marriage thing is now, you know, legal. So was it 2015? Yeah, it was yeah. about five years ago. Yeah. Um, this gay marriage thing is legal now, so we don't have a problem anymore. So let's just go everywhere. Um, and it was no longer the case that you could get away with just, you know, hanging out a, a LGBT rainbow shingle and getting business <laughs> because everybody's like, well, Everybody's accepting now, which is not necessarily the case, but compared to, you know, 20 years ago, everybody's accepting Yeah, there's now. a big difference now. Um, and so the LGBT aspect of it is is unique, but as a studio, I don't know that we've figured out quite how to sell that aspect. Um, or that we're in an area or we're in a time now where the the value of being an LGBT elsewhere um, is is changing, and I don't know that anybody quite knows where that value is moving to. You can see a lot of it now. Uh, we've had radio station, we've had other radio stations we're friends with. We've had them go down mm-hmm. where they were like, "Nope, we, we're not going to open up business anymore. Nobody's interested." Um, we've had uh, we've had bars and clubs that have literally packed up their doors because nobody's coming in. Um, so the the idea that we're an LGBTQ plus radio station is it's not new. Um, and it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. Um, so we will continue. We will always continue to be LGBTQ plus focused. Um, but where we head with that, I don't know where that niche is going to wind up, but we'll still be here. Damn it. I feel like, I feel like you'll navigate it well. Um, mm-hmm. Varied content certainly helps with that. And something that I've noticed, like, okay, let's talk about, like, Netflix and Showtime and okay. some of the other stations briefly, just for a moment. Like, a lot of them, like, back in the day, you had your, you still, logo still exists, the logo channel. Yep. Where their content yep, yep. was pretty much all LGBT+. Uh-huh. But as you had the shows like The L Word on Showtime mm-hmm. or miniseries on HBO or Netflix, which kind of pushed the boundaries for it by having all these shows and movies mm-hmm. with LGBT LGBT plus um, characters. On I love blue is the warmest color. <laughs> Just kidding. I love that movie. I'm I'm a big fan. I read the graphic novel. It's one of my favorites. I digress. I'm I'm gonna go down a downward spiral. Okay, let's let's okay. go back. Pause, <laughs> I will rain it. Focus. Back. Find right. your center. We're not gonna talk about blue is the warmest. Color. Okay. <laughs> but um, no, I just I feel like a lot of them are becoming more so allies than like mm-hmm. 
dynamically focused on only that that one aspect of we have to put as much LGBT plus content as mm-hmm. possible because I feel like a lot of people now that we've kind of we are allowed to get married now mm-hmm. I feel like they want us to kind of they want a sense of normalcy mm-hmm. it, they we don't want it to necessarily feel like a big deal when we're in a film or a TV show I think it's still important mm-hmm. to have it that is. representation which is wildly important but. I don't think to the same token that, you know, it being exclusively that, mm-hmm. like you said, is as marketable because we we want to, we kind of want to intersect in all types of media. Well, there there is another thing, especially that we, that we look at from a radio station standpoint. What's that? It's got to be good content. That's true. It does <laughs> have to be good content. Be good content. <laughs> it's like up, you bring up a good point. And and I think that's that's the other thing. You know, people used to, and I'm gonna be very frank with your listeners. People used to put any old sh- be able to put any old crap out there, and say it was LGBT, and we would come flocking to it. That's true. Because it's all we had. because it's all we had, and that was that was damn good for the time. Mm-hmm. But people can't put any old crap out now. It, it doesn't work. That's why nobody can. That's why hanging the rainbow she, uh, shield, shingle, whatever you want to call it, doesn't work because we're like, okay, so what? You put a rainbow on it. Is it any good? No, it sucks. Okay, well, yeah, we're we're gonna we're just gonna pass you on. Bye bye. That's fair though, because if you go like I challenge, so anybody in the community or anybody who's an ally, go to Netflix or Hulu right now and go to the LGBT plus um, section. And see if the content that's in that section is as mm-hmm. good as your standard content. And the reason why I'm saying that is mm-hmm. because it, it's really hard to find good content. You bring up a good point. There are they make better films, better TV yep. shows now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of jumped leaps and bounds. But there's tons of content that's kind of just like I'm gonna use Star Wars phrasing, but it's kind of like fodder, essentially. Well, what is content to one person is not content to another. That's true. You're it's, right. So you've got a lot of you've got a lot of very like very I'll call them um, small market content, mm-hmm. and then you've got your you've got your small market content, and then you've got your you know everything from you know uh, uh, you know a joke that only ten people would get <coughs> because they were in the room when you did it. All the way up to you know a, yeah, a joke that's as wildly understood as a Coca Cola commercial. It, it it goes from that very small niche all the way up to the very mass market. Um, and a lot of a lot of I'll say a lot of artists because I listen to a lot of music mm-hmm. really try to they try to go into that um, they try to go into and and show a particular style and they wind up so stuck in that long tail niche that it's it's just like it might have been good content but it's really not because it's not mass marketable mm-hmm. and, and and you know oh, i don't want to sell out i don't want to sell out well you want to pay your bills find out what people really really like and what they flock to well what i'm gonna ask you to do go ahead and plug yourself tell everybody where they can learn more about outjacks where they can find you all right, all you suckers out there. <laughs> so I'll give you my plug. My name is DJV without Jack's Radio, the Jacksonville's very own internet LGBT radio station. You can find us live 24 hours, seven days a week on outjacks.com. You can click on the little widget at the top to play, or you can go to Google Play or 
Apple Store and download the Outjax Apple the Outjax phone app for Google or iOS and listen to us there. We have live shows every Friday night, 8 to 11. We do a morning sushi on Sundays at 9 a.m. And we got a hell of a lot more programming. Come on. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All the grams. YouTube. Yeah, all the <laughs> grams. <laughs> like YouTube, everything else. Um, but we're out there. We're growing. And if you don't, well, I hope that you have a nice life. But if you do, you're, uh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, it's Aljax is an experience. And thank you so much for coming on the show again. It's nice. It's nice to have you. It's been it's been a while <laughs> since yes, I've done a it's show. It's nice to be back on the show. That <laughs> I, I was like, what? Wait a minute. What did I do wrong? Now? <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, it's it's always great to have you because I feel like we always have these really cool, stimulating conversations where you make me think about things in a different perspective that I might not have thought about it before. So. If you're thinking about them, I can guarantee you I'm thinking about them. <laughs> wow, if I really was like I talk about myself. <laughs> no, you're you're a great person. But I think one of my favorite things about you is mm. the fact that you're honest. If you don't know something, you say you don't know. And I don't know, you seek to understand. That's a very rare quality to find in a person. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that compliment. You're welcome. You'll have to come hang out again with us sometime. I definitely will. I'll be back. You can't get rid of me yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I will see you all next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.